and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Sanmaria back with you after a couple of weeks overseas. And uh, I tell you, it has been a fun start to the NBL season. It's been very fun for the Sydney Kings. Three wins on the trot. And to break it all down, I've got the superstar Xavier Cooks on the show today. Of course, NBL champion, reigning grand final MVP, uh, the league's leading scorer, and currently wanted for murder in the state of Victoria, just quietly. So sit back, relax. Up next, Xavier Cooks. X, what's happening, mate? Thanks for jumping on on the huddle. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Straight off the practice floor. Yeah, yeah. Straight off the court. Still a bit sweaty, but it's all good. Love it. Love it. Mate, um, you are literally a fugitive right now. They, they let you get on that plane? <laughs> yeah, man. Something like that. Had a bit of hassle, but it's all good. <laughs> Mate, biggest dunk of your life? Uh, most definitely, yeah. It was. Um, it felt pretty crazy during the dunk, but then I saw the replay and it was a lot crazier than I thought. Um, I cocked that thing back and boomed on him. So. <laughs> you really did cock it back. Like a yeah. really long way. Yeah, I got some long arms, so that kind of helps, but. Yeah, it's all right. It's all two points. I missed the free throw anyway. So it doesn't really no, matter. no, 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 no. It's not. There's two points, and then there's you have a lot of two points. The little floaters in the lane, one after another after another. But this is a play that will will live forever. Um, the, talk me just through. We're going to talk about everything, but we've got to start with that play. Talk me through a moment by moment breakdown of you running that lane. Did you know DJ knew where you were? Were you talking to him? Nah, I, I always run the lane pretty hard like that. And I'm running like a headless chicken down the lane. And uh, <laughs> eventually he looks my way and I just, I give it all I've got and jump as high as I can. I think I thought it was going to bluff and go back to the, the shooter in the corner. And he, and then he jumped and it was, it was too late for him. He, uh, he was too close to the basket. He normally tries a body up and wall up, but I went right over the top of him. <laughs> you really did. I described it. We shot NBL overtime before and I, I kind of aligned it with the kind of confidence you look like you're playing with right now. And I said, I described it, and maybe it's not a true comparison, but I described it a little bit like Vince Carter at the 2000 Olympics, where when he got that ball and he jumped over that dude, he was just so confident that he was like, I don't really care who's in front of me. I'm going to dunk this thing. Is that kind of, when you caught it in stride, is that just what you were thinking? Uh, I think that's a crazy comparison to compare it to Vince Carter's best dunk ever, but um that is a pretty good comparison. Just the way I'm feeling right now, I'm just believing in myself. And usually I would go up and I see a guy contest and I'd do some soft little finger roll or something like that. Whereas yesterday I tried to go boom it and it, and it paid off. Did you, um, you've watched the replay a couple of times. Yeah. Let's look at the reactions from your teammates because they were beautiful. Firstly, not a teammate, but in the organization, Chris Pongrass in the background. Losing, yeah, losing, yeah, yeah. losing his biscuits. Same time as JG as well. One of my favorites was Geordie Hunter because just a big smile. And, he, and it, it, you just couldn't wipe it. You guys were trying to huddle, next play, get back on, on focus. And you just couldn't, his smile just continued. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You must have enjoyed seeing that. Oh, big credit to Geordie as well. He sprinted the lane to open up the lane for myself. So having a shooter in the corner like that, it's all credit to him, really. But um, no, it's happy to enjoy moments like that with Jordy out there. I, I love Jordy. He's a great teammate and a great person. It's just great to enjoy these kind of things together back on the court again. Did, did you miss him last season? 
Oh, for sure. I miss his real goofy humor he has out there. And he's always joking around. And yeah, he's a great teammate. Um, Chase has sort of been talking a little bit about how tight this this group is this this season. I mean, it's early, of course. You're going to go through some adversity at some stage. Every team does. But what, what kind of role does Geordie play in the kind of camaraderie and the closeness of the group? Uh, Geordie's the class clown of the group. Um, but he does a great job of, like, a lot of these new guys come into the team and they're kind of a bit afraid to make jokes at themselves a lot. You know what I mean? They don't want to be embarrassed and all that kind of stuff. And Geordie's just a tone of that really early and just always being a goofball and laughing at himself. And that makes everyone feel that they can let their guard down a little bit and get, get comfortable in the environment and all that kind of stuff. So he plays a huge role, but it also comes from Chase. All the coaching staff does a great job of just having humor in everything that we do. Like we, we're serious, but we have some joking time and we're paying ourselves out and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good environment to be around if you can handle it. Have you, well, that's true. That's true. Have you, uh, have you seen the baseline angle? Uh, probably. Uh, have I you can't seen remember, Justin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Justin's my guy too, so I'm not surprised. But he was a little bit surprised I dunked that thing. I haven't really had a dunk all preseason. I had one in preseason blitz, but all, all season, not even at training really. So I think he's a little bit caught off guard. That was that was beautiful. I think we were all we were all Justin Simon in that moment. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But me too. <laughs> he's he's kind of like obviously he's new to the group um, coming in after you know, and it's hard to come into a team that won the championship the season before. But he seems like. He's jelling with you guys pretty quick. Oh, for sure. His kind of personality, he could get along with everybody. He's just a laid back, cool dude. Um, I knew him a little bit in Wollongong, but not too much. And then ever since he's been here, we've been really close and just hanging out away from training and all that kind of stuff. But he's an easy guy, easy going guy, but not just him. All, all the new players on our team are very easy to get along with and they really gel well with our team. Big old win. Massive win. Up 38 at one stage. Um, you guys were on the other end of that, of course, last season in Melbourne. You got some back with that on the weekend. But the biggest part of it for me was the record, 14th straight road win. Uh, you're a guy who's been around the NBL your whole life. So when they start talking about Canberra Cannons in 1985, you have an appreciation of like the history of the league. I mean, how, how does that sit with you, the fact that you guys have won 14 straight road wins in a league where it's really difficult to win away from home. It's very difficult to win away on, on, on the road. But I think that just speaks of our team mentality. We love to think it's like us against the world. So those kind of environments we really thrive in. Just You walk out there, we're getting booed. I think they play the, the Star Wars music in Melbourne when you walk out. And it's like, you just feel like the villains. And we love that feeling in Sydney. Just We embrace it. We, we, we thrive off it. And um, it's, it's, it's two different teams, really. So it's kind of hard to... A lot of it was last year's team. It's only two on the road for this year, but um, it's the same kind of mentality we bring along with every game. We talk about it in film sessions, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Is, are you one of those guys? I mean, as a team, it feels like you are, but you know, there's some players who take real joy in silencing an away crowd, like Craig Randall and Robert Franks, what they did in Phoenix, they were just... They were just having the best time quieting that massive Phoenix uh, crowd. It, it, do, you, do you enjoy that? Or is it, is it the roar of that home crowd in Sydney that really gets you going? That's a great question. I think I almost would rather the away, just the ooh, you know what I mean? Compared to the, the cheering, all that kind of stuff, it gets loud. But the ooh, when you can silence the crowd, there's no better feeling in my opinion. Nice. Um, Derek Walton Jr., 
Speaking of of new teammates, uh, you guys, he's a stud, right? Yeah. You and him look like you're already developing a really nice combination. Um, yeah, we're we're all good. We're, um, he's an unbelievable teammate and a great guy to play with. He um, he reads the game extremely well. He's got a really high high basketball IQ, um, and he's just a really willing learner. Um, I guess when he came into this league, he hasn't really played too much overseas, and just realizing it's very different to the G League. You got um, there's there's always someone on split line, all that kind of stuff. And he's really willing to learn and sit back and watch film and all that kind of stuff. Which which is why I love playing with him. He's just he's learning what I like where I like to get the ball and all that kind of stuff. And He's good wherever he gets the ball. He's really good. He's a great shooter. He's a great passer. He's a great whatever he does. He's really good. But he's really starting to learn where everyone else's strengths are. You and Jalen obviously got to a beautiful place last season as the season progressed. Um, especially those those pick and rolls. You on those short rolls, catches, making plays. What have you learnt already about playing with Derek that helps you in those moments? Always have your hands ready. He, he passes stuff where you have no idea where the ball's coming from. He like wraps it around somebody's body and you just see it the last second come hit you in the face and you're like, damn, I look stupid. But um, just always have your hands ready and just continue to roll. Even when you don't think you get the ball, just continue to roll. And if you're not open, you open somebody else up on the, on the, on the far side corner. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, the, does, has Chase Buford come along at just the perfect time for you in your career? Uh, I think so. Just the, his style of basketball fits perfect. My bad. Fits perfectly for myself and my my game style. It feels like you know sometimes players just find a coach that it just works for. Like Bryce arrived in Perth, and that and and then that flex system with the flex cuts and the down screens, and then all it just worked for his game. And he and Trevor developed this beautiful thing. It feels like the way Chase wants to play. You're like just the pro. If he could design the player to play in that four spot, it would be you. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I think Bryce Cotton would be good in any system. He's a great basketball player. But um, I think, yeah, it's been great. Chase is a really strong believer in playing our transition. And that's my um, my strong point. I can make plays. I can get on the room. I can pass to the open defender or just even just collapse the defense and just kick out for shooters. Um, he does a great job of really... I think I heard a stat that we scored like 50% of our points in the first 12 seconds. And that's what we really strive ourselves on that kind of offense is that transition and run and gun. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's worked out beautifully that kind of he has you and you have him and you're kind of both operating within that system. Um, speaking kind of, of cute what, like that. That? <laughs> that sounds kind of cute when you put it like that. <laughs> yeah, and, it's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, you know what else is a beautiful thing? Shooting over 50% from three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been three games. Don't get carried away, but it's a, it's a great feeling. Um, I put in a lot of work in the offseason. Um, the main thing is just getting my confidence up, and I feel like my team believes in me now that if I do miss a couple of shots, it's okay to keep shooting. It's, still, it's okay to fail, I guess, from the three-point line. Okay. So is there someone there that you're working with in particular? Um, we've got a, we're lucky. We've got a great bunch of coaching stuff that's played a lot of... We've got Kevin Lish, who was a two-time MVP. We've got... Kicks is a 50, 40, 90 kind of guy. We've got Chase. We've got a bunch of great guys around that I could put, put time and put effort in with those kind of guys. But it's a bit of, a bit of this, a bit of that, and a lot of just reps. No no adjustment? No, no change, technically? Uh, there's a little bit of change, a little bit. Trying to keep my elbow in a little bit more. And, but I need to focus on the free throw line. That's what I need to really focus on right now. What is going on at the stroke? Oh, next question, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to get it to go in. Just, it ain't falling for me, man. This is, you were making your free throws and missing your threes, and now you've flipped it around. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let, let, me, let me take you off the court 
for a second. Um, fatherhood. As a father myself, how are you enjoying fatherhood? Absolutely loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Just um, she's getting to a great age. She's a bit over two now. She's starting to get a great little personality, and this is a great. So I I don't really love the the six month phase when they're sleeping and just you know throwing up all the time. But now she's got a bit of a personality and a bit of humor, and it's awesome. I love it. And it's a great thing just to take my mind off basketball. I'm one of those guys that lives and lives lives basketball. Just I watch film. I love basketball so much. So it's good to take away from basketball and just focus on something different. What's your favorite thing to to do with her? What's your favorite way to spend time with her? We've been going to those little indoor playgrounds with the little ball pits and the slides. And I'm pretty big to be going on those slides and all, but I have a good time there. Hold on, the indoor play pits, isn't that where you put the kid in then you go and have a coffee? You're supposed to do that, but I'm out there sweating like this in these places and all the kids are following me. I have a great time. Okay, king of the kids in there. I love it. Yeah. Uh, What about in terms of, for you, how do you feel like fatherhood over the last couple of years has has changed you? Um, I think it's helped me mature a lot, obviously. And then obviously on the court too, just I was one of those guys that would go home from a game and overthink everything. And like, I think about all the mistakes I made in the game. And I was just like, I don't know, snowball effect until the next game. Whereas now I can just go home, get on FaceTime with my daughter. And it's really just changed the page a little bit. And reflect, I don't know, you just turn the page on the game really. And then on the court, um, I still got a lot of growing to do, trying to stay off the refs a bit more and all that kind of stuff. But it just, it helps out a lot. The fact that you you love being a dad and that you're besotted with your daughter, how, how does that, I'm sure that impacts from like a career and a basketball decision perspective as well. Like um, well you, you've talked at length about, your decision you didn't want to go to the summer league you've done it twice i was there with you both times your guy it just summer league is can is a whole different thing and you found it didn't work for you um by going to new zealand you were able to spend time a little bit of time with your daughter she came over and and was with you for a period of time i know you had some big offers over the off season from elsewhere around the world europe yes but china as well japan you re-signed with the sydney kings how much does your life off the court impact on all of that kind of decision-making? Huge, huge. It'd be really tough to um, leave my daughter. She's here in Sydney. Um, she's at a really, she's at an age where she's growing so much and learning so much in a short span of time that going overseas for 10 months would be, it would be crazy. Like, it'd, be, it'd be hard for me to do personally. And also I've got a great little setup in Sydney. I love the coaching stuff. I love it here. And when you find a place where you're really happy and you're thriving, it's tough to leave because, I've been over in Europe and I've had times where I wasn't the happiest person. You got to kind of put your health and your well-being sometimes above making money and all that kind of stuff. So mm. I'm, I love my decision to stay back here and I've had a great time so far. And potentially it makes things interesting in the future because mm-hmm. like you're killing, like, I think you're going to be, I picked it and I'm not, you don't want to talk about it, but I think you're going to be MVP of this league this season. And if you're shooting the ball consistently over the course of the season, you're going to, have more and more NBA opportunities. But then if that happens and you get the opportunity to live out that dream, that's going to be over there. She's going to be over here. How do you reconcile that? Um, that's been a dream of mine to make the NBA since I was a little kid. And that's always been in the back of my mind. Before I even had Naya, we had a discussion about how if I ever make it to the NBA, that's going to be my goal. So I've, you have such a short window in basketball to try to achieve your goals and you have so much time after your career. But a very tough decision to make but obviously i've been putting so much work in i've dedicated so many years to try and get there and if i finally do get there i'll probably make that jump but 
we'll see what happens. Yeah. Cross, cross that bridge when you come. Yeah, to when it. we come to it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Hey, um, what 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 do you think lies ahead for this group this season? I mean, obviously, you kind of just we're taking it game by game and so on and so forth. But do you feel like you felt wet right now? Do you feel like you felt midway through last season when that group was started to get rolling and you thought, hey, we can actually win this thing? It's early. It's, we played three games. We beat three good teams, but it's still early. Um, honestly, I think we're going to be definitely a playoff contender. I think we can definitely win the championship, but we've still got some things to work on. Our defense needs to get better. Our rebound needs to get better. Um, just a couple of things, but we've got the talent to do it. And we've got the, everyone's really bought into the team. And that's the real main thing to be able to achieve. Everyone's going to be bought into willing to make sacrifices in their personal game for the better, for the greater good of the team. It's interesting what you said there about how it's early. Um, we, we were flagging on the show earlier this morning, like, Last season, the two teams that played in the grand final, one of them was two and six, and one of them was three and six. Um, everyone's piling on Melbourne right now. You guys lost by 40 early last season. You went on to yeah. win the title. Like, it's so easy to overreact to some things that happen in these first couple of weeks. Exactly, exactly. Just got to keep your head down and keep getting better every day. Well, obviously, the Wildcats are the other undefeated team. The, other, the third undefeated team, they also haven't won a game yet is Adelaide. <laughs> we mentioned them before, but, you know, without wanting to blow too much smoke up other teams, like I know you probably don't want to do too much, but what was it like for you watching what they did over in Phoenix? I was personally happy for them boys. Um, they put Australia and NBL on the map, really. We've been on the map for a while now, but they made a real good statement. Um, they shot the lights out of the ball in that first game, the absolute lights out of the ball. And I'm happy for them boys. I don't think they can do it every game, but when they're hot, they're clearly going to be a really hot team. And when they're not hot, we'll see what happens. But they're going to be a really good team this year. And credit to them boys, yeah. Credit to them boys and CJ. Do you feel like um, – it's interesting. I'm wondering whether, like, the way you're talking there, whether that's how most NBL players felt. Like, yeah, they're Adelaide. Yeah, they're our competitors. But they're actually, in a way, kind of representing all of us over there with what they're doing. For sure. I'm not that really a salty kind of person. I'm not going to be like, man, I wish that was me out there, like, they deserved it. They went out there and they played the perfect game. You know, I mean, they played the perfect game and I'm happy for them. Just like, happy for everyone involved, the coaching staff. I know everyone's having a ball over there. They probably got drunk as hell after the game and celebrated. And so they should. Actually, they didn't. I tried to get them. Two days. Yeah, yeah. I tried to, man. I walked in with a slab into the lobby of the hotel and everyone was <laughs> like, Liam, chill. We have some Gatorades out here. <laughs> we got a Gatorade. We got, a, we got another game. We got Tasmania coming up. Mm. I was like, oh. That's what they told you, bro. <laughs> they were in that room partying, I bet. <laughs> I was like, I'll just take this to my room, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, man. Cool. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Heath, for the chat. Lastly, just to finish up, when you guys got together today and talked about the weekend and, and moving forward, what did Chase highlight or, or Fleur or Kev highlight for you guys as the things to focus on to improve from here what you've done in these first couple of games? We had a pretty brutal film session, to be honest with you. For a game that you won by 20, we got, we got slaughtered out there. Just um, letting our foot off the throttle, turning the ball over too much, rebounds. There's little things that we've been focusing on so much. We've we got to get better at. But obviously, it was a good win, but there was a lot of mistakes in that game as well. And another matchup with Bainsey. Oh, I can't wait. My body's still recovering, but I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, thanks, Heath, for the chat. Um, congrats on, on the start to the season. Long may it continue, and, and all the best for the season ahead, man. Uh, awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it.